You're listening to the Social Spectrum Podcast with Gina Galliotto. Here we prove that success on social media and in entrepreneurship is not one size fits all and discuss thriving online through the lens of different personality types, lifestyles, and neurodiversity. Success lives on a spectrum, so your impossible search for the one right way to grow your online business ends here. On the Social Spectrum Podcast, we'll unfold your right way instead. Let's dive in. The days of relying on brand collaborations as a content creator are truly dead and gone. They could not be more dead and gone. By selling digital products of my own and offers to my community, I've been able to make an extra one to $3,000 per month, mostly passively, in addition to the income I make from UGC and or brand deals. So today I'm going to give a quick but super high value lesson covering the psychology of the niche, crafting compelling content messaging, and selling on socials according to the customer journey. I know you've heard that you need a niche a million times, but it's time to talk about the psychology of why niching down really works and how it can even help you expand your niche in the future. The first thing you need to understand is the term cultural conformity. In short, cultural conformity can be described as FOMO or the fear of missing out. Aside from just entertainment, we also follow creators to set social expectations for us and help us self-affirm our actions if the creator does them too. This eventually makes the brain associate the creator as a part of our pack and sends signals that we may be rejected from the pack if we fall too far out of touch with this creator. The next thing to understand is a phenomenon called the halo effect. The halo effect is the human nature to assume that someone who we already find highly credible in one area or niche is also credible in many other areas and or topics. This is why we see so many mega creators start extremely niched like Anna Sitar with her Starbies and then suddenly become trusted about so much more than just her Starbies order and be able to totally expand their niche. How can you use these things to enhance your own community? First of all, you need to define your pack in order to take advantage of cultural conformity. For example, a herd of deer isn't going to get FOMO from being left out of a pack of wolves because they have no interest in fitting in with that pack, right? Similarly, a Gen Z woman passionate about fashion isn't going to get FOMO from being left out of a pack of middle-aged men passionate about cars. All this to say, defining your target audience very well and creating content which speaks to that specific person is what will build a strong pack and therefore the sense of FOMO within it. The second thing you want to do is position yourself as the go-to within your niche by providing content that is valuable to your community in order to take advantage of the halo effect. Once people start to see you as an expert in something specific, you can eventually broaden your niche if you want due to the halo effect because people will want to listen to you about everything once they trust you about that one topic. So once you've defined your niche, the next thing you'll want to do is become a trusted authority within that niche. And you may have heard a thousand times already that providing value is the way to do that. What I want to discuss is all of the psychology behind why exactly providing these exact types of value, education, inspiration, relatability, and promotion works. But first, I'd like to quickly discuss what each of these value buckets can look like. Firstly, educational content. This is content which provides tangible tips that one can save for later and actually take action on. Don't want the action to be too hard to replicate. Next is inspirational content. This is content which provokes an emotion within the viewer and enlightens them to a problem or theme in their own life and or inspires them to take some kind of action. Next, we have relatable or connective content. This is content which gives the viewer the chance to put themselves in your shoes. This ranges from relatable trends to very emotional connective monologues and many things in between. Promotional content is content in which you offer your product or service as a solution. So knowing that, here's what tends to happen often in just seconds within the viewer's brain after stumbling upon your content. We all know that getting someone to actually stop scrolling is hard enough, but to get them to make the move over to check out your account is even harder. 
What we do know is that when they go over to your page for the first time, it's usually based off of some kind of emotion. They're realizing that they have some kind of problem in their life. It doesn't have to be super deep, but if they're going to your page, it's usually to fulfill a certain need. For example, if a fashion creator posts a video sharing about their style transformation, a viewer scrolling may think, oh, I have that problem too. I also need to upgrade my style and hop on over to check out the rest of the creator's account to validate if that creator can solve their problem or not. And that is why we want to include inspirational content specifically to ensure that we're hitting on that motion consistently. Once that person arrives on the creator's profile, the next thing they're usually looking for is actually connection, not yet solutions. The reason for that is because like it or not, there are thousands, if not millions of other resources out there that this person can use to solve their problem of, for example, needing a wardrobe upgrade. They can use Google, Pinterest, another content creator, and so on. So now this person is facing this question internally. Why should they choose you to solve their problem? They'll be looking to see if they relate to you and your mission and your life. And that's why we specifically include relatable and connective content. Now that this person has validated that they vibe with you, they can relate to you, and they want you to solve their problem, they're going to lastly look to confirm your credibility. They're going to make sure you really can solve their problem. So there are three checkboxes you want to try to mark off here. One, consistency in topic, because if the one video that made them realize they had that problem was just a one-off video, then their problem won't be solved by your content and they'll likely leave your page. The next thing you want to make sure you're doing here is that educational content. And that is why we use educational content, because they want proof that you'll consistently offer tangible solutions to their problem. Lastly is consistency and frequency of posting because they want to ensure that they can trust you to show up for them. And through cycling through all of those value buckets of inspirational, educational, and relatable content, you eventually end up attracting and nurturing a trusted community of besties, which you can then promote to if you have offers or brand deals to promote down the line. When selling on socials, it isn't enough just to provide value. You need to do two things. One, think about and create content for each phase of the customer journey. And two, actually share your offers, which so many of us find scary, I know, but the truth is just providing value alone won't sell for you. So what is the customer journey and how can you create content for it? There's a lot going on in the viewer's brain whenever they're deciding if they're going to make a purchase or not. So I'm going to break down what that looks like for you. Phase one in the customer journey is being completely unaware. For example, if the viewer struggles with their body image and your account teaches women how to dress for their body in order to feel more confident, then this person in the unaware phase has not even considered the possibility that they may need to make a couple styling swaps to become more confident instead of changing their body. In this case, you have to create content enlightening the viewer to that fact. Phase two of the customer journey, the viewer is problem aware. For example, now that the viewer has realized maybe she's dressing in a way which doesn't make her feel confident, they're now aware that they have this problem and their next step is to go looking for solutions. So in order to create for those in the problem aware phase, it's ideal to create content which offers solutions to this problem. And this is where a lot of the value-based content comes in. For example, teaching them how to accomplish some styling swaps on their own. Phase three is the solution aware phase. Maybe they have now been following you for a while, applying some of your tips and improving on their own. But now they're in this position where they need to decide if they're going to continue doing it on their own or if they need help. And the truth is many just won't be able to get the full transformation they're looking for on their own simply because it's not their expertise and or they don't have the time or resources to master it on their own. That's why for those in the solution aware phase, you want to create content which lets the viewer know at that point that you even have an offer which can assist them. In this content, you want to mention the offer in an organic way, not hard selling yet, and show them behind the scenes of what it might look like to work with you. 
Now your potential customer has made it to the offer aware stage, which means they now know you have an offer. If they decided that they can't do it on their own, this is when they'll inevitably go looking for other similar offers to yours to compare. So in other words, they're going to go price shopping. This is when you want to use your content to make your offer look better than your competitors by utilizing things like testimonials and reviews, past client results and transformations, or even side-by-side comparisons of your offer versus others. Finally, we've made our potential customer most aware. In this phase, they have all the information they need and have maybe even decided your offer is the one for them and they've saved it for quote unquote when the time is right. This is when you want to create content which makes the time right. By this, I mean give your hot leads a nudge by offering limited time discounts or incentives. Be mindful not to do this too often as you want to maintain urgency to act now. In summary, you want to nail your niche in order to attract your pack of potential customers, and then you want to nurture those potential customers with inspirational, relatable, and educational content so that when you start creating content according to the customer journey and promoting, you have hot leads that are going to buy along the way. If you liked this episode, it would make my day to hear about it. Please don't hesitate to share your thoughts on Instagram and tag me at Gina Galliotto or shoot me a DM letting me know so I can continue sharing episodes you love. And if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to the Social Spectrum podcast and leave a five-star review so we can stay in each other's worlds. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Until next time, friend.